Hi, this is Jessica Cook and welcome to my Feel Good Podcast for Women. This show is entirely devoted to helping motivate and inspire you to live a healthy and a happy life. I believe you will be happiest and most fulfilled when you work out, eat well, enjoy a brilliant, healthy routine and live your life with passion. I want you to feel energetic and healthy and that's my goal with this podcast, to keep you motivated and inspired so you can live your best life. You'll also hear interviews from my clients who are some of the most inspirational women I have ever met. At the end of the episode, be sure to head over to inspirefitnesstraining.ie forward slash free tools to instantly download tons of free stuff like recipe books, meal plans, workouts and much more. Now let's get on with the show. The difference between feeling bad and feeling good is your habits. Your habits control everything. They control what you look like, mostly how you feel, and everything about your day-to-day life. And when you don't have good habits, you're not going to feel very good. When I had my breakdown in my 20s, I can't even begin to try and describe how bad I felt, but I'll give it a go. So on the outside, I was three stone overweight sweaty, shaky, not feeling like I looked good at all, really disliking myself in photos and in the mirror, feeling really big and heavy and overweight and horrible. And on the inside, it was like a non-stop chatter, a non-stop chatter that I couldn't silence that was actually very, very frightening because I would wake up first thing in the morning if I got a couple of hours sleep and it would be the first thing to switch on. And I remember just being terrified, thinking my brain had split. Um, It was one of the most, the most scariest time of my life. Um, Really, really horrible. It didn't stop. It felt like there was some music playing in my head while I was trying to go about my day. It was the most frightening experience and probably the best way I can describe it. Now, add to that no confidence, extremely low self-esteem, people-pleasing, worrying. I mean, it was absolutely awful. When I look back now, it was it was a combination of me not having the correct tools to deal with what was happening to me, um, but also low self-esteem, low confidence, and very, very bad habits. I drank way too much and overate and smoked for five years until it all came tumbling down for me. I didn't know that your health was something that you needed to take care of, as absolutely laughable as that sounds. Uh, it didn't really register with me that your actions could really make you feel bad. I remember drinking every night and wondering towards the end why I was feeling so bad. Now, don't get me wrong, I know what a hangover is, but a deeper much worse than that so when I see people now and the weight loss industry now go about losing weight and getting fit and feeling better into your clothes in such a negative way it just annoys me so much the calorie counting the counting the steps everything these days is just count 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 and I always think back to myself when I was heavy and uncomfortable and think, my God, if I had been calorie counting and weighing my food 
things just would have been so much worse. It's it's such a negative way to look at your fitness and your health. And people think that if you look at your fitness and health in a positive way and you focus on just being fit and healthy and eating well, that you're somehow not going to lose weight, that you that you need to be laser focused in on your weight in order for you to lose weight. And that's actually not true at all. You don't have to know what you weigh at all to lose weight and to know you're losing weight. It's these constant reminders every day of the weight you are and the goal you have to achieve instead of the action you're taking that's going to make you feel better, that's going to hold you back. And if you now are working at losing weight, trying to get fitness into your life, working on just getting better, then I really recommend you get rid of your weighing scales, any tracker or calorie counting apps that you have, anything at all that tracks and counts. And I really, really recommend you you dump it all. You dump it all and you draw a line and you go, right, that's it for the rest of my life. I'm I'm done with all that stuff. I'm not going to calorie count. I'm not going to weigh my food. I know it doesn't, in the long term, it's not best helping me be a fit and healthy person and being independent away from those tracker apps and calorie counting and away from somebody else's outside of yourselves approval i.e with the calorie counting and the macros an app telling you how many calories you should eat an app telling you how many calories you've eaten and instead start to listen to yourself and start to grow confidence in yourself that with the right guidance and support you can actually do this in a really really positive and healthy way so let's start off with the fitness um getting the most results out of your fitness you first off need to decide to be consistent because there's no point making grand plans if you're just not going to be consistent. So number one up there with your fitness has to be that you are going to be consistent. That has to be your first commitment to yourself way before how many times you're going to work out per week. Number one, you're going to be consistent with however many bits of movement in the week you're going to commit to. That's just has to be nailed on. And it doesn't matter if you couldn't do it one day, so you have to do two in a row. Who cares? <laughs> you get it done. It doesn't matter. You, it's it, That's your problem. You just get it done. And I think with the fitness, what's really good is to always commit to less than you can. Like committing to three workouts is really, really, really excellent, especially if you're working out three times per week. Really excellent for 30 minutes. And in those 30 minutes, you want to be doing strength training and interval training. And you want to be focused on your core. And you can actually do all that in 30 minutes if you're strategic with the exercises that you do. You're getting your heart rate up at the same time building lean muscle on your body. At the same time working on your core. And the great thing about that type of training for a woman is that you are increasing your bone density, which decreases as you get older. You're making your body become more efficient at burning fat. That's the cardio interval training part. And you're building lean muscle on your body, which decreases as you age. So you're, you're reversing that, which means your metabolism's high, 
which means your bones are healthy, which means your muscles are healthy. And then when you work on your core, it means you're not only helping your balance and stability, but you're actually helping reduce back pain and also working on your stomach. So it's a really great idea to get three good solid week workouts a week doing that. And then you want to throw in there a couple of walks because life can get very busy. And I think three workouts is excellent for somebody that moves a lot. But the vast majority of us don't get a lot of chance to move, especially if you're stuck at a computer. So if that's you, I recommend throwing a couple of walks in there between Monday to Sunday. And that's a 10 out of 10. And then other things can go in on top of that if you want to, like a hike at the weekend or a sea swim, whatever. But that's your that's your fitness plan. You do that, you're doing everything. You're help preventing osteoporosis, you're lowering your blood pressure, you're help preventing heart disease, health problems. It's really a 10 out of 10. So you have that and that's nailed on and that's concrete. And if something happens in your week and you don't get around to your workouts until Wednesday, well, then you work out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. If you're super, super consistent and you head off on your holidays, take the week off. But that's your fitness plan. Moving on to the nutrition. If you want to be a fit and healthy and happy person, calorie counting and being really obsessive with your food isn't going to fit in to the healthy, happy you because that's a dieter. Counting, tracking, weighing, that's a dieter. You want to be fit and healthy and feel good in your clothes and be the type of person that's able to run after a bus but also eat an ice cream just because you fancy it without having issues about that, then let's go with the way I'm recommending. So the first thing you've got to do, again, it's about commitment to consistency. And you've just got to decide that now for the rest of your life, you're going to have breakfast, lunch and dinner. A lot of people that I meet that struggle with food, a lot of them don't have breakfast. And if you're listening now and you're not having breakfast, it really has to be the first place that you start. There's a couple of reasons behind that. Some people don't eat breakfast because they can't stomach it, but then they're overeating way too much at the night time. And if that's you, then you can't stomach breakfast potentially because you're eating too much at night time. So you're going to have to go through a couple of weeks of feeling uncomfortable of getting rid of more food in the night and having your breakfast. But that just has to be nailed on, a breakfast, lunch and a dinner. And if you eat a healthy, balanced meal at your dinner that includes protein and potatoes and veg, and if you have a very normal lunch and a very normal healthy breakfast and you have two small snacks in between if you're hungry, like fruit and a bit of protein, and you commit to that being your life, you're going to get to the shape and the health and the fitness that that's naturally you healthy breakfast lunch dinner two small snacks during the day sugar makes you fat junk food make you fat drinking alcohol during the week makes you fat when you say that out loud you take the power from junk food away i went through a period of time Shortly after I had my second uh, baby, Emily, she's now seven, 
and I suffered a bit of postnatal depression, just a bit. The time was really stressful. I was moving house at the same time as moving location um, from when we had a gym. We're all online now. And I ate healthy. I worked out. But in the nighttime, I ate junk food and I gained weight. And I couldn't out-train it. Didn't matter what I did in the daytime with my food. I couldn't out-train the fat that was going on my body from the biscuits I was eating in the nighttime. I really have been there and done that. And I say this to my clients all the time. Like if I've, if, if, if you, if I've tried, I've tried to get away with all this stuff and it, and it doesn't work. I've tried to see, can I have something sweet after my dinner? It doesn't work. You have to be committed. If you want to feel good in your clothes, you have to be committed to not eating junk food and alcohol most of the time. Now, the thing is with junk food is it's, it tastes good. And, and for some people, including myself, it's, there's nothing nicer than having an ice cream or a dessert. So absolutely do it. But don't do it four days a week. Maybe have two treat nights at the weekend or, or, or dot out your, your, your treat meals during the week. Have something small and tasty and random on a Wednesday if you're in the park and you're having an ice cream. And then have a couple of treats at the weekend and enjoy your life. Remember, you're not dieting. But the beauty about not dieting is that you get such joy from food. So the weekends you might go out to the nicest cafe in the morning time and have the nicest breakfast and it's all healthy. And you're not dieting or counting. It's just healthy food and you find your treats that way. Going out for meals is, is, is so good. Sharing food with people. Going to the cinema and having a popcorn. All terrific. But it's just reframing the way you look at food. That food is your friend. And if you eat a healthy, balanced meal, meals, you mightn't be stick thin because you're not dieting. But you'll be the most natural shape to you. Which brings me on to my next point about getting real with your body. And I find this a lot. And I talk to my some of my clients that struggle with this. That... Working out and eating healthy, don't expect your body to do something that's unnatural for your body. Like subliminally, on a subconscious level, thinking that you're going to have a really flat stomach. And if you've had kids and you don't diet, the chances of you having a flat stomach, unless you're genetically inclined that way, is extremely, extremely low. But I think most women on a subconscious level work for a flat stomach. And that's when you start to become hard on yourself and you start to feel really guilty after you eat an ice cream or after you have a lovely meal out and you're holding your stomach or touching your stomach and you think it's because of the meal and you're giving out to yourself. But what's the alternative? Not have gone out for that meal? not have had the ice cream. So I really want you to start thinking the next time your mind starts to be negative and nasty towards yourself. Ask, well, what's the alternative? And it really can stop the negative chatter. So you have a lovely meal out and you really enjoy yourself and the next day you wake up and you feel bloated and you're looking at your stomach and you're going, oh, for God's sake, oh, for God's sake. Hang on, what's the alternative? I went out and, and, and had a salad. Well, if the answer is yes, 
you're a dieter and this podcast episode then isn't for you but if your answer is no there's no way I'd go out and have a salad I would love to I'm so glad I enjoyed my meal and I picked my starter and my main course and I picked and I enjoyed what I want then say to yourself then stop life is for living it's not to spend your whole life on a diet it's not to spend your whole life restricting yourself and then going out for meals and then the next day beating on yourself that you need to spot the triggers you need to spot the times that you're doing that and work on that and you need to work on not just having an ice cream but having an ice cream and not feeling guilty about it that's the real key to you being fit and healthy and most importantly happy and then you've got your fitness plan you've got your nutrition plan then it's about water and rest and taking care of yourself and limiting the amount of vices that you have so drinking loads of water in the day two liters of water in the day getting rest having a good bedtime routine it's very difficult to have a good morning routine I think if you can just get a workout in and a few minutes of journaling you're winning at life but the bedtime routine I think is really important bedtime routine up 10 30 phone on airplane mode two pages of a, of a book head a page turner I don't recommend personal development books late at night because I think I used to do that the whole time but your mind is just oh my god I can't wait to implement that oh my god and you really want more of a Marion Keys style chill before your sleep and that's it if you can't sleep you just rest you don't turn on your phone or go and get any hot milk or anything like that you just you just rest you just rest and when the alarm clock goes off at the time you said you were going to get up at <clears throat> you get up rested or unrested and that's life some days you're going to be tired because you didn't sleep well and other days you're going to feel more rested but i really recommend training your yourself so that your subconscious knows you're not going to get up just because you can't sleep and you're not going to lie in just because you can't sleep and after that then it's it's self-care how can i get joy in every day how can I not let, not let work seep into every single thing that I do? What's my legacy going to be? How can I be my higher level self? How can I be the best mum or daughter or friend? How can I be super productive at work without, without just being all about work? How can I introduce fun in every day of my weeking day, my working day? onto your vices do you drink too much do you get absolutely plastered and do you hate that you do that well there's an area to look at do you sit on the couch and binge eat why do you do that that's an area to look at look at if you want to it only works if you're ready and you want to change well, i hope you found this podcast helpful I've been so busy at the minute that this was my first time trying to get a podcast episode in at six o'clock in the morning before we work out and it seems to have gone well. So I hope you enjoyed it um, and please get in touch with me if you have any questions at all. Get in touch at jessica at inspirefitnesstraining.ie um, 
or you can go to my website inspirefitnesstraining.ie. Have a wonderful day. Goodbye.